This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you along with us for this week. And while we're recording this, happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's the, that's what today is. Thanks. And it's, it's my sister's birthday, too. Oh. <laughs> well, it's also Steven who's yeah. been on the show. It's his, birth, yeah. his birthday right. as well. Okay. So All right. happy birthday out there to everybody. But right. because it is Cinco de Mayo, we are doing... Tequila. tequila. So, Dad, what tequila are you doing and what are your pairings? Well, I'm doing the 1800 tequila and it's a reposado. And I couldn't decide, Josh. So, I got a chimichanga and I got a burrito and there's salsa on the plate. And then I also have black beans and I have Rotel cheese dip with chips. All right. I know you're going to like something on this plate. <laughs> yeah, the Rotel. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for me, I'm doing from La Gran Senora Tequila, I'm doing there and Yeho. And for my sides, I have white queso. I have some beef nachos. And then I have a little birria taco. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. it'll all be uh, absolutely delicious. But before we jump in, what was the blind from last week it we got to talk last, it wasn't well last it wasn't week. last week but the last episode last episode <laughs> you know i went to i went to scotland or where'd i go wait a minute i went to italy <laughs> and um the reason i thought anyway I'll, I'll explain why i said scotland but i went to italy and you were so busy we didn't get it edited so we kind of missed a couple weeks but so it's like three weeks ago maybe well from recording from recording and we were we were doing beers we like to drink, and then you blinded me on a beer, and I worked and worked and worked. And the trick was, maybe you weren't trying to trick me, because you told me what it was. You told me it was on nitro. Yeah, I gave you that heads up at first because that kind of changes your dynamic. Oh thinking. yeah, and then you also said it's from one of the British Isles, and we both <laughs> knew it wasn't Ireland. And so I worked through it, and I said it was a Scottish Hale. And do you remember what it was? Yes, it was actually Bellhaven Scottish Ale on out of their nitro can. Ting ting! So Dad got one. Finally got one. Well, I, it was really difficult because the nitro. You know, we kept saying, "Oh, maybe this is a wee heavy or it's a weird or something." But I finally landed on Scottish Ale. Yeah, and you know, good on you. Because I was, as you were tasting through, I kept thinking, I thought it was, I thought I had poured you the wee heavy Would the, from them, but it was actually the Scottish here's, Ale. Here's what happened, listeners. And this is why I said Scotland a minute ago when I said I should have been saying I was going to Italy. Just, just said after the podcast is over, he said, oh, it's a wee heavy. And then he showed me the can and I read the can and said, Josh, that says Scottish Ale. <laughs> I pulled the wrong one. I, I pulled a different one than I thought. So Yeah, there you go. But have. it's all right. Well, good job on that one, Dad. Okay. It's been a while since you've landed a blind. Uh, yeah. So I was afraid I was afraid it was a plane wreck. In fact, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but um so let's go ahead and jump in these to, to into these tequilas. And we're actually gonna start this week with yours. That's right. And so I'm I'm doing the eighteen hundred tequila. It's a hundred percent agave and it's a reposado. The bottle is very interesting. Regardless of what size of milliliter bottle you get, it's shaped like a Mayan 
pyramid, pyramid, mm-hmm. as best you can. And the other neat fact about it is, instead of a cork, it's got a screw cap, and you can pour a little taste into the screw cap and taste it, which oh. is very <laughs> unique. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, so, before you jump in any farther, remind everybody what your pairings are. Okay, my, my pairings are, like I said earlier, couldn't I couldn't decide, so I got a burrito on the plate. I got a chimichanga on the plate. I've got some Rotel cheese dip, and I got some black bean. So I've got the salsa to go with it if you want salsa, and I've got the chips, of course, to go with it. And I hear some crunching over there that <laughs> Josh has already started. Yeah, um, the thing about this, too, is the 1800. Do you know the significance, Josh? I do not. Well, the significance of the 1800 is that's the date that officially tequila was being sold worldwide. Oh, cool. Yeah. And 1800, so, wow. 1800. So, I, I, well, I'm sure they were selling tequila in in Mexico long before that. Well, but still worldwide. If you think about it, in the 1800s. Yeah. The worldwide, that's, I mean, that's a good bit of shipping going on. So this this is I said it again I'll, I'll say it again it's a hundred percent blue agave, and it's from you know I, I'm not real good at I'm not start good with at anything with English it's Hueso Hueso H no J A L I S C O Julisco Julisco so it's a H and then you know they they get these agaves at the peak and i think we've talked about agave before but what you do is you you strip off all the leaves and then you got that head it's kind of like a pineapple and it's much larger yeah they call it a pe- they call it a pina a pina and they steam it in a hand built stone oven so tequila is i mean we've talked about mezcal and um, and actually, we, we I think we've talked about tequila before. You know, a tequila, like Dad said, is an agave spirit. But tequila is like champagne is to wine. Because not when it comes to quality, but it has to come from the tequila region in Mexico. Right. That's the only place it can come from. But it is made from agave. Tequila itself has to have a particular percentage of blue Weber agave or blue agave to be considered tequila now outside of that it can be made in a few other it can be made in a few other regions but it's it's mostly done within the julisco area of yes. of mexico now if it's and like you said they use stone ovens which is we've talked about mezcal mezcal they do earthen ovens they dig pits in the ground right and roast them in the ground for days but with tequila, it's mostly done in earthen, mm-hmm. earthen ovens. You done? <laughs> I mean, for now, I was going to let you talk. So. Well, I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> so tequila, you know, for a lot of people, tequila is, uh, for a lot of people, tequila is that drink that just makes them go, ugh. Or, yeah. or the only way that it's done is, you know, in shots. Or like today, That's definitely, definitely ugh. Now, now I, watched, I watched some videos kind of preparing for today's today's uh podcast and some some of these guys that's exactly what they were doing they're going 
we're going to compare this tequila with this tequila. Una does trace. And it's like, wait a minute, guys. How do you get really any flavor out of that just down your throat? And, of course, they would go, oh, man, this one has such a burn. Well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Now, this tequila, as as I said, it's Reposado, and I... And Josh's is the Viejo, and there are other types, and maybe you'll go through that, or I can. Well, why don't you tell us just about yours, like yeah. its aging process and all that. Okay, we'll, my, mine is very unique from the standpoint that a Reposado needs to be aged for like six months or more. This one is aged for six months or more, but the unique thing is... It's aged in oak and French, French oak. American and French. American and French oak. Now, they d- I never could find anything, and I guess it's a proprietary situation. I don't know if it's three months in one and three months in the other or just what it is. But it has, you know, in the bottle, it has that beautiful brown color. And I would think maybe a lot of that's coming from that French oak. Mm-hmm. But... I get on the nose, I get a boom of the agave. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but I also get some smoke. And I think that's coming from the charred American oak barrel. Yeah, it's so it's definitely got some of that that like sweetness that you would expect with an agave. Like if you think about agave syrup, you know, it's it's that. So when they make it, they go through that same kind of maceration and pressing process to get the to extract a distillable liquid out of it, kind of like you do sugar cane. Right. Then when it comes to the processing, though, they pre cook it rather than cooking it after, if it's done with like yeah. a molasses or a sugar, a sugar syrup that way. But when it comes to the aging process, you know. There are no real regulations when it comes to the type of barrels that can be used. And here's the thing. <laughs> you know, there's a new thing that's coming up called Cristalino yeah, aging, yeah, which is yeah. aged in glass. Right. So there's a new classification where if you, you follow the same timing of the aging, but you age it in glass, it's called a Cristalino aging. And so it's a lot softer, but it actually, surprisingly... It actually does change the flavor of the tequila a little bit. It's kind of get, it gets a little oxidized. But with this one, like I was saying, you do get that that sweetness that you'd expect from the agave. You do get some of those baking spices in there as well that you're coming from the aging. Now, when it comes to aging, you know, there's there's four different levels of tequila. You have blanco or silver. It also may be considered what's called plata. Yeah. Which is plain, basically. And that is unaged or less than two months. Mm -hmm. And it can actually be aged in oak for two months. Mm -hmm. But as long as it's less than two months, it can be considered a blanco, a silver, or a plata. Then the next level you have is reposado, like you have. Reposado means rested. Mm-hmm. And so they rest. Uh, they can rest in oak, but the timing there is from two months to a year. So there is a huge, right. a huge variety of what a Reposado can taste like. And I, and I said 
already, but I'm going to say it again. I emphasize that this one is very special because it is in the French Oak. And, and they don't have to do that. And I think most of them don't. What do you mean? They don't have to do that. They don't have to put it in French Oak. Oh, yeah. But I think this one is so special. It's in the French Oak. It's in the American Oak. And then as you step up the ladder... They do French oak, and some of them even do sherry cash. Right, which would be French, which yeah. would be used French oak. Now, did they say anything about what the barrels held previously? No. Or were they new char? I think they were, I think they were whiskey barrels. Amer- you know, I, I just kind of gleaned that from, it's an American barrel. Surely, you know, it's not brand new. I don't think so. I think maybe it had, maybe it was a bourbon, bourbon. barrel. Some that kind is, of whiskey. That is very popular is to be aged in bourbon barrels. Yeah. And use bourbon barrels. But they can, you know, also just use new char oak. Right. I mean, 1800 is a big enough company that they can afford it. Right. Or they may just be using former tequila barrels as well. Now, the other interesting thing is this dub, it's double pot stilled. So, you know, kind of like scotch is double. Irish is triple, so this is double. I don't know what yours is or some of the others, tequilas. You know, those that you just shoot, I think they're just pot-stilled one time and done, and no. then you, and then maybe you just hit it. <laughs> they're probably still twi- at least twice. Well, I don't know. Well, so, here's the thing. Is it most, most yeah. liquors are not only stilled once? Because it does, it's very harsh coming off the still. Well, yeah. And you, you re-still to add more flavor as well right, as soften right. your edge. Well, you're not going to take the head or the tail anyway. No. Right. You just want the heart. Now, you've noticed it. I, get, I have. I get some caramel. And I said already, I get some smoke. There's like a hint of maybe something like orange. Just like hint. And maybe I'm dreaming it up, but, you know, mm-hmm. I get this nice little nose of, you know, orange. And then on the taste, I definitely get the same thing. I get that agave. I get that oak. I get the caramel. I get the pepper. I mean, this is a lovely one. Now, I like Jose Cuevo, okay, <laughs> for my mixer. Uh-huh. The interesting thing here is that the same company that owns Jose Cuevo owns this. It's the Beckman family. And so that's something that gave it a plus to me is that, hey, I like this Jose Cuevo for my mixers, and this is the same family. So what's wrong with that? I mean, you know. You did grab like you have you have probably one of the more popular brands of tequila, and I mean it's extremely well done. It's well produced. That's that's really interesting. I did not know their they were owned their mm-hmm. Cuervo was by eighteen hundred or however it's set up. But I get like on the palate, I get a lot of like caramely notes. I get a lot of sweetness with the tequila. Now, did it say anything about added sugar or anything? No, I didn't say that anywhere. You think there's added sugar? Hmm. There are in some tequilas. Uh, like Casa Vegas. One of the reasons it's very popular is it's on the sweeter side. 
it actually has some added from from my understanding it has you know some added sugar oh, to okay it. well the sweetness i think i'm getting is from the agave itself right but it's it's really pleasant it's it doesn't like it's only 40 percent, so it's not real hot mm-hmm. on the palate i bloomed it with some with just a couple drops of water and you really do start to get those spices that you are pulling from the barrel, which okay. is really nice. And, you know, most of the time, like, so when we talk about tequila, you know, most tequila in the world is made for the American market and the American palate. Mm-hmm. Silver or plata tequilas are not really drank in Mexico. That is very, much, <laughs> is very much an American thing, even well-made one. It's more of an American thing to have that and use them in cocktails. And, you know, most tequila that is drunk outside the United States is Reposado and above. Okay. And you said yours was three months. Is that right? Yeah. Three months in it. Is that right? That doesn't sound right. For six months. Six months. Six Six months. months. Yeah, six months. So, And, And what I was saying when you got the three was, I don't know if it's three and in American oak and three in the French, or if it's two and four, or what most li- most likely what what is happening is they're they'll age some in American oak and they'll age some in and then they blend it together. Right. They won't. Right, they probably right, wouldn't right. cross barreling like that. So what you're saying is it's six and six, and they blend it right to get the to get the tequila they want. Yeah, or the the highest level is. Six is six months mm-hmm. of of aging. Well, I think you've been snacking a little bit. I have just a little bit. Have you found something you like? Ooh, I mean that Rotel dip is really good. Did you use regular, medium, hot Rotel in that? I think it's just regular, just the regular one. And it's Velveeta, folks. <laughs> it's the orange cheese. <laughs> it's the best. Well, um, are, would you pay twenty dollars a brick for it now? No. Well, that's only 16 ounces of the cheese in one can. You know, the small can. And I don't know what, I don't think the brick was, the 16 ounce was that much. That's a smaller, that's a smaller one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The bigger one's 32 ounce. Okay. But with 32 ounce, you're supposed to use two cans. No, I don't. Because I'm a wuss when it comes to spicy stuff. It's really nice. So the spiciness of the of the cheese dip and and everything goes well with tequila. So I get like when you say spice. So when I'm tasting it and I'm holding it in my mouth, okay, to kind of get the floral and get the agave and to get the pepper and get everything in the taste, I get a heated spice. Okay. And I think that heated spice is because, well, remember I said that I smelled like smoke or and, and or pepper. But when I get it in my mouth, I'm getting s- cinnamon and pepper and the smoke. And I smell the orange, but I don't get it when I taste it. Yeah. Does that sound right? Um, and then when I'm trying okay so when i tried (laughs) the rotel with the whiskey because the rotel spicy 
and this is 40%, and it's got its natural spice, the spice kind of hit another level. Uh-huh. Not that it was bad for me, but definitely spicy. Yeah. And if you're not careful, if you accidentally, I mean, we're not doing shots here, but if you accidentally put some in your mouth and swallow it right off, yes, you get pretty good afterburn. I mean, it's not, it's 40%, like you said, it's not going to be an afterburn like 50, but it's, you're definitely going to get it. And if we shot this guy, whoo, <laughs> I don't know what would happen. I don't really, I'll be honest, this is the first time I've had this. I'm really, really liking it. I think you could, you could mix it if you wanted to. Oh, heck yeah. Reposados make Reposados make great cocktail rum. So tequilas. Te- yeah, tequila sunrise, uh, you know, a the, margarita, a margarita, of course, a margarita, you know, any, anything else that you really wanted. I mean, this would be great in a Paloma. Oh yeah. It add a little extra depth of flavor to the, to the Paloma itself. I think. Yeah. How is it with, how'd you like it with the burrito and the chimichanga? So they're, they're looking the same, right? Yeah. So the burrito went better with it than the chimichanga. And I think it was, I don't know. Okay. The chimichanga has a lot of rice and, and cheese and beans. And it just didn't have the nice flavor that the burrito did. Yeah. The burrito, again, is cheese and beef, but it's just the texture. Yeah. There's a texture difference to me. Yeah, and they're, like the burrito was more like a little bit weighty on the palate, mm-hmm. and the tequila was able to kind of cut through that and kind of mm-hmm. blend in, mm-hmm. and was, was pretty good. Let's see. You already talked about the different, different tequilas, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I've talked about two of them, and then I'll talk about the last two when it comes to mine. So my list, when I have, you talk about the Blanco, you talked about the Reposado, you talked about yours, and you mentioned the one in the glass. Cristalina. Cristalina. Mm-hmm. There's one called Jolven, or Hoven. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like a mixture of a little more aged from the Blanco, but still it's, you know, clear. Yeah, so I think Hovens a lot of time will have age. You remember we said, you know, those can have up to two months. Yeah. They'll, so they'll have a little bit of oak in them. So, uh, you know, the word Hoven actually in Spanish means young. <laughs> so, and you need to look, you know, there's a lot of things out there that aren't aren't 100% blue agave. And in fact, Jose Cuevo, the original, was not. But the Jose Cuevo gold is right so there are so there's a term called mixato i think is how it's pronounced mixtos sorry mixtos so you have mixtos and you have 100 percent agave mixtos can have no less than 51 percent agave okay and then other sugars make up the, the difference so there are brands out there a lot of them are, lo- so a lot of times they're a little bit more of the value style brands mm-hmm. that will use either like 
a sugar cane distillate or they'll cut with like sugar water and that kind of brings down the percentage of agave and that you know changes the flavor it's very very prevalent mm-hmm. you know probably that that standard handle of jose cuervo blanco is probably not a hundred percent agave right so i tried the the beans get what it is in in spanish uh negro anyway black, black beans they came out of the can, okay, and then I spiced them up a little bit. I was afraid to do it too much because you're a palate, and they're okay, but we're not doing best on plate yet, but the other food was better. Yeah. <laughs> Just clearly. Oh, yeah. But because this is Cinco de Mayo, one of the things that happens when you order that Mexican plate, you're going to get beans or rice, or sometimes you get both. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to have the black beans, the negro, on the plate and that was kind of my theme and that's where where i came from okay i'm i'm still sipping on this really both of these are going to be sippers oh yeah yours more than mine but neither one of them i mean you can shoot it if you're crazy now but if i'm shooting tequila i am not shooting silver tequila like if i'm going to shoot a tequila i am not shooting a silver i'll say that okay there may be like two brands of silver tequila that i might shoot that would be at a bar but they're gonna be very well the first time we went to mexico we went to uh oh what's the most everybody goes cancun cancun we took this boat trip we're gonna go over this island and we're gonna snorkel and we'll get on the boat and it's like una dos tres una dos tres i i think the the guy's Running the boat, we're trying to show us a good time, but the tequila they were using was, I'm sure it was silver, there was no color to it, and that was one of the worst hangovers I ever had. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> and I'm, that's, that was in my younger days where I was stupid and go, oh, if they're going to give it to me, I'm going to do it. Who does trace? Yeah, you hadn't learned that, uh, No. Valuable lesson. Well, what? Anything else you want to know about this one? Uh, not unless there's anything else you want to it, tell me. Well, you know, it it said it's it's uh, award winner, and I would have to say it is in the 1800s. You know, that's significant. And the bottle shape significant. The significance of the cap. What is Cinco de Mayo, Josh? The fifth of May. Yeah. And it marks the anniversary of the 1862 victory by the Mexican troops over the invading French forces at the Battle of Puebla. And so it's a lot of people in America think it's their Independence Day. It's not. This was a battle. It's an anniversary of battle. The French were so outnumbered to the Mexicans. They won the battle. And that's the celebration. So don't think it's their Independence Day. No, it is not. It's like a vigilante day. (laughs) And I don't know that it's celebrated as much in (laughs) Mexico as it is here. Oh, I don't think it is. (laughs) I don't think so either. But anyway, you know, I I always enjoy having a good Mexican meal on on this day every year. All right. I'm I'm ready for you to switch over, but I've still got a little bit. 
But All right. Well, we don't have much switch, else to say. We can switch over to mine. Have you tasted most everything? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So mine is the La Gran Senora tequila. It is an añejo. And my pairings to go with it are I have some white cheese dip. I have some beef nachos. And then I have a birria taco. Okay. So this tequila is añejo. So the other two levels that we hadn't talked about are añejo and extra añejo when it comes to the aging. So we talked about how Reposado is two months to a year. Right. Añejo is a minimum of one year, but less than three years. Okay. Okay. And then extra añejo or ultra aged. And Yeho also means aged. So it can be up to three years, right? It can be up to three years. And, and no larger, what I'm reading here, it says no larger than 600 liters in the barrel. Right. So they can't use like big burritos or anything. Right, right, right. They just have to use kind of standard barrel size. And then extra and Yeho is for a minimum, a minimum of three years. And it can go upward for however long somebody wants to go. And before 2006, three years is a long time. Well, okay. Tell that to a scotch distiller. Well, I know, but (laughs) I mean, you know, tell it to Rocktown. I mean, start out and put stuff in for three years is a long time before your money flow starts. Right. Well, that's why it's very limited. So now where I'm leading is. This brand that you have, do they make Reposado? Yeah, so they have okay, a they so, have a blonde, they so, have a silver a okay, Reposado. Okay. Say, a, see, that's my Yeho, point. And an extra in yellow. Okay, that's my point because you know they put this in the barrel for three years and they're making the money off the silver, Blanco, and uh, the Reposado as this one's aging. Of course, yeah. Because that's what you need to do. Yeah, that's, that's... Now, what I'm seeing is, and I'm a little bit surprised, yours is lighter in color than mine was. And I would have thought, aged for one up to three years, it would be a little darker than mm-hmm. mine. Now, what I get on the nose, I don't get as much sweetness from the agave. I get more of the of the wood, the vanilla, those kinds of smells than I got with mine. Okay. And I, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just trying to observe for our listeners the difference that I see. Right. So this is a little bit more of a boutique tequila. This Añejo is aged for 12 months in formerly American oak tequila barrel. So they reuse their tequila barrels and the Añejo is rested for 12 months. It is 100% Blue Weber agave. It's it's all grown on a single estate and it's grown at an elevation of over 7,000 feet. How many? Say it again. 7,000 feet. Wow. So the elevation is up there. And, you know, like you said, it's 
cooked in brick. This one's also cooked in brick oven and then roller mill to get the juice. And then it's fermented in open top stainless steel tank. So now when you went through what Añejo supposed to be, it's one to three years. Correct. And I think I heard you say 12 months. Which is one year. Well, my I'm trying to figure out, did they just, they stopped exactly at the 12 months and the one year? I mean, that's, I mean they equal to one year. I, that's, that's what it says. Okay. So okay. if it's if it's one year. It qualifies. It is no longer Reposado. It is officially in a game. Mm-hmm. If it's eleven months and three hundred and sixty four days, <laughs> right? It's an it's a reposado, <laughs> right? And that's what I was talking about. How there can be such a huge difference, right? In tequila aging, because there's a large swath of time that can be allowed for each one. I definitely get the baking spices heavy on this one that I didn't. I mean, I I got the baking spices on mine, but I get so much more of the vanilla. And the other baking spices with yours. I think I get some honey. And I don't know where that would be coming from. It's from the agave. The sweetness, yeah. But I didn't taste honey. Well, I might have to go back and pour me some more of mine. <laughs> so I can check, the, check it. Well, but here's here's something else you have to remember. is There's so many different flavors of honey, okay? Well, yes, but also something else you have to remember is batch size matters. Mm -hmm. This is more artisanly made. Yeah. So it's not as big as batches aren't going to be as big as when it comes to the 1800. Yeah, I don't know what the batches were. I didn't see that. Probably massive because just the volume that they make. Right. A more artisanal tequila, they can keep the batches smaller. This is double distilled as well. Yeah. Now, the other thing I, I am noticing with with yours, the mouthfeel is there's more texture to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because of the aging. <laughs> I guess it is, right? I honestly think it has to do more with the distilling and the age of the, like, the pinas are allowed to grow and develop, you know, more flavor there. So they're able to get more out of it and within the distilling process yeah they can get different flavors to come out of the agave itself and i don't i i don't think barrel aging adds a weight of texture no like you're talking about so i think it's actually still and i I can say that because i've had the other two levels of this Mm -hmm. and you find that you still find that weight okay at the silver level oh okay yeah so it's it's really good tequila. Do they have the uh, Cristalia? They are not doing a Cristalina. Okay, Cristalina. Okay, but they're they do have like I said they do have a extra añejo that's aged for three and a half years. Okay, in the same style barrels. All right. Something I always get with this tequila is there is like this butterscotch finish. There's like this candy I can finish get that. to it. Yeah. And where one of the reasons I think that's coming from is I think it, that is some of the aging stuff mm-hmm. because they're using tequila barrel. They're using formerly tequila barrels. Okay. So because that you're now compounding that agave flavor and adding it, those wood tones, which are giving you that vanilla 
those lightly, those a lot of more like candy, sweet, mm-hmm. sweet spicing kind of flavors. Mm-hmm. With that tequila in there, you're you're really showing off that agave. I forgot to bloom mine, but I'm gonna have to bloom this one because it it's got so much good texture. I want to see how it, what happens when it blooms. Yeah. So how is it going with the taco that you're eating? Goes very well. I got a whole mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> now that you said buttercosh. <laughs> telling you that finish, it just kicks in there right there. Yeah. It's out of your mouth. You think it's done. And then there's just butterscotch. Or there's original butterscotch. Now, the finish on mine doesn't last as long as the finish on yours. And that's no. the other thing that happens. Yes. And I think that has to do with Reposado versus the Añejo seems to be more, it's aged more, it's more mature, and so the the finish is longer. Does that sound Mm -hmm. like, yeah. That is definitely a possibility. So it goes really, it went really well with the birria taco? Mm Mm-hmm. How so? So the the taco, it's beef, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so, is there any? Yeah, there's some cheese in there. Mm-hmm. So that sweetness from the beef and the cheese, and just the sw- little bit of sweetness that this, the honey or the agave, goes very well. And then, and then you just get surprised with this butterscotch. It's like, <laughs> oh, here's dessert. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, go ahead and eat some more. I'm going to talk about the family that makes this tequila. Okay. So. La Gran Senora is one of the lines that is made by a world-class tequila maker called Grandestina. And this is kind of their ultra-premium line that they do. It harkens back and you know calls back to the founder of the area, Austin Carmeniera, in 1930. They are currently being led by the... Donna of the family, Elena, and she's the family matriarch. So this mm. La Gran Senora, she is the La Gran Senora that this tequila is pointing to. And I this, would think that's unusual for the matriarch to run a tequila operation. Oh, I mean, yeah, but, but she knows it. She's lived with it. She yeah, grew up in it. Right, grew up doing it. When it comes to like her influences all across their the brands in which they make. Now, this is like I said, you know, six year old agave grown at seven thousand feet in the Los Altos region of Julisco. And this area is kind of known as one of the top agave producing areas in Julisco. Mm-hmm. So like best agave, best kind of area that they're coming for. You know, soils, you know, everything's kind of perfect there on that mm-hmm. little mountainside and the thing that i really like about them so i don't know if you've heard when it comes to tequila and actually most agave spirits is they're worried that we're going to there's going to be a huge shortage because there is not enough agave plants we're they're well, now, getting them too couple, fast i read a couple years ago that there was a blight and they had to destroy some there and was. they was definitely worried that year. They're worried that year. And also, you know, in the last 10 years, probably tequila, tequila consumption has skyrocketed. Yes. 
And so they're having to pick these pinas younger and younger and younger. And that's probably why some of this tequila that you've probably been drinking for years probably yeah. tastes different now. Yeah. Because okay. they're using younger and younger agave. Them choosing to do that and hold off for older agave shows the care that they're taking the product, but also they are big in sustainability. This company is huge in the sustainability yeah. of tequila and the agave plant. They are actually net zero. Really? Environmentally friendly. They wow. are a, they are a they developed a a process called Zero D that the distillery admits no waste. Wow. The other issue when it comes to irrigation, because mm-hmm. a lot of agave has grown on hillsides. Mm-hmm. So they've also come in and helped create systems to limit erosion. Okay. Because, you know, Mexico, a lot of Mexico is a desert. Agave is a desert plant, but it still exactly. needs to be watered. All right. So they're, what, they are the first tequila producer to be recognized as 100% environmentally friendly and with a net zero carbon impact production. I mean, that's amazing to me. Yeah. To be net zero. And it's huge. Yeah. Like, that's huge for a distillery and hard. Yeah. Because of all the fires that you're having, you, you that exactly. and your waste. Right. And I, I'd be, I would love to go and visit and see how they're doing it. Right. Because that's a massive undertaking and hopefully more people can do it. Yeah. But it's, I thought that was really cool about this specifically and one of the reasons I really like Lagrance in Europe besides the taste in the glass is just phenomenal. It is great. This is like I said this is a uh, they call it an ultra premium brand. Mm-hmm. So this Añejo is probably going to be anywhere between 50 and 70 dollars on a shelf. Oh okay. So it's definitely a sipper. Yes. Well and the 1800 is like 35 on the shelf. Right and their Añejo is probably 40. Okay. I would say, yeah, forty to forty-five, the eighteen hundred. That is right. So, what do you think of uh, the other snacks on the table? Well, I like. I've always liked the white cheese dip, and that seems to go very well with this. The sweetness of that cheese. What do you think of the spice level on the cheese dip? To me, that wasn't very spicy. You know, it's not like it's not like the Rotel, and so I didn't get any kind of spice enhancement between the cheese dip and the tequila. That I did with the eighteen hundred and the Rotel. Yeah, the food's not that spicy. So we got the we got the tacos, the street tacos, and then we got the cheese dip. And then we got well beef nacho, beef nachos. Now the beef nachos, there's no there's no spice there either. But the beef nachos just have enough beef and enough cheese to give you that wonderful flavor of you know, what you want with some kind of tequila. Yeah. Now, we could be drinking margaritas and be <laughs> happy with this as as well, these foods. Unless you make a lot of money, please don't make please don't make margaritas with this tequila. No, that's why that's why I <laughs> use the Jose. And that's why I was excited to know that eighteen hundred and Jose come from Jose Cuevo come from the same company. The Beckman family. Now, I would not make <laughs> a margarita with yours because that, like we said, that is a sipping tequila. I think if I was going to do any cocktail with that, 
what I would probably do. With yours or the 1800? With mine. Yeah. With the Añejo. I would do something like a uh, Julisco Old Fashioned with it. Mm. Or a use it in a Manhattan. Okay. Something like that. Something that is, is not very, where you would use high-end whiskey. Yeah. I would, I would probably use that. That's an idea. Uh, what time are we doing that? Happy <laughs> hours here in a few hours. No, that would that would be good, and it's like me doing the same thing using the scotch. Right. This this is not the extra, so it's it's only. Oh heck no! Yeah, the extra is. How much be, is the extra price point? It'll probably be three hundred. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, so the, you got to remember the extra añejo level we're talking about is we're talking top top tier tequila. Yes. Made by an ultra premium producer, so. Like we're talking, I don't way know that eighteen hundred even makes it. I don't know. Yeah, they do. Okay. What is theirs? I didn't see it in the store. No Don Julio. Well, did you look behind the shelf? No, because that's where it's going to be. It'll be behind. Those are behind the cash register, right? Um, <laughs> who's eighteen? I swear they. Do, I think they do an extra añejo. Don Julio does, or or well, Dave Don Julio's extra añejo is nineteen forty two. Yeah. That's Don Julio. That's Don Julio's extra in right. I believe, or it's their top tier. I bet eighteen hundred has to have one. They do, but but eighteen hundred eighteen hundred also has a, a Cristalino. Now, I didn't see that either. So maybe they, it's behind I, the show. I know they do. Okay, the store you went to may not now, carry talk, it. Talk talk about that again because I, that doesn't really necessarily impress me. The the well, Cas- so Cristalino. okay. A lot of people go to tequila and drink tequila and drink silver tequila because they don't like the flavor of wood aging. Uh, they're not my people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But there are people out there who don't who don't enjoy it and, or, you know, can have reactions to it or whatever. So what they're doing is they're filtering out. No. Let me tell you. Oh, okay. It's aged. It's set. And aged in glass vessels. Well, that's hard for me to imagine. <laughs> that, okay. Well, and because of that, and I think what they do is they allow air circulation in these vessels. I've never seen one. But from the times that I... So it'd be like decanting your wine, only as this tequila. In a heck of a more controlled oxygen environment. Okay. Hmm. And what it does is the best way to describe it is you know the flavor of oxidation. So like in a sherry. Yeah. You have that slight change funkiness, but not the super dry funkiness of like a fino sherry. Right. Because that has floor and everything else. But it's like the tequila almost like cooks, slightly cooks and oxidizes. So you get this interesting slight depth of flavor. Hmm. And the clo- like honestly, the closest thing I can describe it to is like oxidation. Hmm. And you get that, but it's still a silver tequila. You don't get all those barrel spices and everything, but you get that like development of the spirit. It's really, really interesting. 
I can see it as a fad that's going to go away. Mm-hmm. But it's there now, and they're becoming very popular. The other thing that's getting very popular in tequila, which I cannot stand, and is actually moving to other spirits now, celebrity endorsement. Did you know? Oh, oh yeah. Did you know Casamigas, George Clooney's tequila, was George Clooney's tequila. You're right. He sold it for a billion dollars. Just because his name on it. Well, it's not, no. Not only because his name's on it. It's selling, it sells so well right. because his name's on it. It's also, I believe, uh, a mixito, a mixto. Oh, a mixto. Okay. The Rock has a tequila now. I think Kristen Jenner has a tequila. Chris, not Chris Rock. Um, a mixto is caramel colored artificial flavoring and other additives. Yes. That's wrong. No, thank you. I don't care whose friggin' Dad, name is on you were probably drink. You have probably drank some of it. And most gold tequilas, most gold tequilas. They may have added flavors, but. That's a lot of the goldness of the tequila. Well, Because mm. as we talked about, gold is not one of the standard aging levels. All right. So just something, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying it's a different style and different sect of tequila. Right. I mean, Canadian whiskey, you can add coloring. Oh, and, yeah. And, and flavors, too. Right. So it's not, it's not like it's uncommon in the world of liquor. I mean, heck, speaking of flavors, just look, walk down a vodka aisle. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or even now gins. I mean, we had a, we had a, a blood orange flavored gin on the show. Exactly. So it's not uncommon. I think one of the things that is where it gets a bad name is a lot of the times it's not good base spirit. Right. That gets treated that way. Oh, well. <laughs> billion dollars but, well, is a billion dollars, though. Well, yeah. I, and I mean, I mean it sold really well, and it's, right. it's, it tastes good if you like sweet uh-huh. drinks, uh-huh. if you like sweet tequila. Right. Well, this is good. My glass is empty. Are we, <laughs> we going to start over? Uh, <laughs> no, I think, I think we should talk about Best on Plate. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Um, so, for me, on your with yours, it was the cheese dip. Okay. I mean, I love Velveeta and Rotel. Yeah. I think it's such a... I, I loved it. I loved the way... To me, there was a little spice issue. Uh-huh. But that overcame with just the fact that I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ate what I like and I drank it, which was good. So, you had a tie the other day. I did. I'm about to say I've got a tie between the burrito and the cheese dip. Okay. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the burrito. Only because the cheese dip, because of the spice, and because of the spice that was in the 1800, and the 40% really probably didn't enter into this, but the spice on spice just kind of blew things up. Mm-hmm. But but the burrito, the textures and the flavors, and the, and the I won't say whiskey, but the tequila just seemed... Seem to make so so much better, actually. Okay, but I love the cheese dip. Don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong. I, and I put it on the plate because I knew you'd like it. I knew I'd like it, 
we'd be both of us happy. Yeah. And then, like I said, I couldn't decide between the burrito and the chimichanga, but I, the burrito won out for sure. Okay. And then with mine, I really like the nachos the best. The nachos? Uh-huh. That the meatiness that you got, plus it's cheese dip and chips, uh-huh. and like that little bit of like however the meat was seasoned. Mm-hmm. Gave it a depth that went well with the tequila. Yeah. Despite having a little bit of a more sweet agave taste. Right. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. The white cheese dip, it was it was good. But I think we got white cheese on uh-huh, on the nachos. On the nachos as well. Yep. So that was the best of both worlds. With the with the beef, the nacho, the cheese on top. And your and your tequila. That tequila of yours is fascinating from the standpoint of the honey and then that butterscotch that ends. Yeah. That like I said before, that was just amazing. It's like here comes dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I'm surprised neither one of us had a dessert, but that that kind of fit the bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So I think you've got a blind for me so let's uh let's get it poured up all right i'll pour it up all right dad has a blind for me poured up it is definitely aged um it has a yellow yellowish tint to it and uh let's give it a good old smell test all right so this smells uh slightly sweet alcohol seems a little bit up there but there's some like sweet notes of like honey and kind of a light florality to it, and some like light vanilla, um, some like light little baking spices in it. Ooh, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Like almost sugary sweet. Like I said, honey. There's florality. There's a depth of that barrel in there there's some some light baking spices in there definitely definitely sweet not really big on the finish it does kind of stick to my lips though so it kind of finishes there get an extra kick of sweetness there um hmm. (laughs) is it scott no (laughs) is it bourbon no i'm i'm thinking it's i'm thinking it's a rum it's just so it has so much sweetness on it, and it's 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 mostly integrated. It seems like that sweetness is coming from the distillate base, and not really anything extra. Like, I don't think this is like a mix like a a mixed tequila style. Um, does burn? Does it smell like rum? Yeah. It smells like aged. It smells like aged rum. Okay. So I think it's an. I think it's an aged rum. A well-made aged rum. Uh, but I'm. I don't think I can tell you where it's from. The only okay. thing I. The only thing I do think is that it's made from like sugarcane juice. Like I don't think it's made from a molasses. I don't think it's made from. Oh, like it's not okay. a rum agarbol kind of thing. Okay. But I. Can you uh, guess where it came from? No. Okay. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Somewhere in the Caribbean. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> my guess, it's my guess there. Okay. So, 
you have to come back next week to find out whether I am right or most likely am I wrong. And next week is a wine week again. And in honor of dad going to Italy, we are going to do wines from the island of Sicily, one of the places in Italy he has not been yet. Well, I have to go there to get one. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back in three weeks, Josh. <laughs> okay. Sounds sounds like a plan. But what um, wine are you going to be doing, Dad? It's called Perte from Sicily. Okay. If I can find it. Now, I had this wine in uh, Italy on the island of Itzia. Now, that's a whole lot closer in here. So, um, hmm? Good luck. Yeah, well, if I can't find th- this one, I'll find another red, because that's what this is. And Perte means for you. Okay, cool. And I will be doing from Cotonera. I'm going to be doing one of their single soil type Etna Rosas. And if I can't find the Etna Rosa, I will do one of their single soil types uh, at the Bianco. Okay. So, be lots of fun. Oh, Come, you, you'll have to explain single soil type yep. in, the, in the episode. Yeah, I'm you'll not have sure to. what that is. You'll have to come back and learn all about Sicily and Mount Etna and all that all that jazz as uh, we head into another another great wine week. So, But as for now, great. Great episode. Great episode. And for those of you tequila drinkers, drink up. And for those of you that don't, don't forget your training wheels. The salt, yeah. the, the well, salt and, in the line. And be careful with shooting. <laughs> always. Always. And for all so of, enjoy your uh, single de mayo. Yeah, be careful. For all of us here at Acquired Tastings, once again, this is Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.